0: It's 8 o'clock. It's time for Pam Dass Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. We are awaiting the throngs of people and comedians that are booked for this show to get here. It's going to be great. Here we are in... No, I'm going to go do jokes. Fuck that. I got time. I'm going to go do jokes at the top of my show. I got a listening audience. They want to hear me bullshit about whatever's happening in the world. I think, I don't know, either way, I'm gonna get out there and I think we decided that it was microphone one that worked. And, um, yeah, thanks. Run! It's very, very exciting Friday. I just learned that M&Ms aren't just M&Ms. Nay, they are many other things. One of my good friends... Oh, um, the submixer in the back is still playing. I can hear it. I'm sorry. I'm just so... I'm just... It's like, you know... No, no, it's fine. I just have like supersonic hearing. (laughs) Everything's perfect now. So first... I have a good friend. His name is Dion. He's a bartender. He's amazing. Anybody f- like good friends with a bartender? Anybody love their bartenders? No. This guy's last name is Coker. He doesn't like weed and they shake their heads at the drinking. I'm like, was it like your name was Coker and so you had to go straight edge? Is that what happened? They're giving me like desert ripping looks like we talked to your mother. We had a conversation last night. We're here to check on you. The highway patrol is outside. Things are going crazy. They're not here for us. They're here for the tacos across the they're that good. I, I like the, I mean, I'm a part of, I like the carne asada quesadilla, it's really good. So I learned from a friend Dion at Bender's, which is an amazing bar up the street, and they have karaoke tonight, I'll be there later, that M&M's have all these different flavors. Like first, the peanut butter filled. Everyone's like, this has been around forever. I'm like, I'm dumb. But now, this, this is, we're gonna try this together here. This is a jalapeno at M&M. What? Exactly. What is happening here? Did they specifically say Mexican? Mexican. They do. They say Mexican. That's, ex- that's even more exciting. Fuck you, Trump. I love Mexicans. I love Mexico. We are in Mexico right now. A little thing people forget is that this, is there a place, wait, I don't even know how to open candy. I'm like such a, Here, here we go. I'll use a microphone stand. Look at that. Tools. That's what separates us from the beasts, our ability to use tools. You guys are part of the Eminem TED Talk. You thought you were here for a comedy show? No. We're trying this fucking shit, right? Mexican. And my hands are impeccably clean. Everybody, want to try one? Here we go. We're doing group together. You can take one or two. We're doing it together. We're trying the delicious. These are Mexican. Take, take two, take a green one and... Why aren't they red and green and white? Why aren't they colors of the Mexican flag? Why wouldn't they be red and green and white? That's why I learned that those were the colors because that's what they put on my chimichanga. They put the white sour cream, they put the red salsa and they put the green guacamole and they say, it's the flag, motherfucker! Here we go. There's a cake.
1: Yeah.
0: I'm not getting any off. I'm not getting a lot of jalapeno here. When you kick, when you swallow Yes. You,
1: you, you might,
2: you might
0: poof fire later. Is it in the candy shell? I think they put the jalapeno flavor in the candy shell. I want one more. Here, come get some more. Down. Yeah. I'm go to I wish they were a little spicier. <laughs> Next time they should do Caribbean flavor and use habanero. Hey, we were just doing a TED talk on the new Mexican, yeah. the Mexican jalapeno flavored M&M's. Donald Trump hates these. We should send these to him. We should be like Mexicans are fucking awesome. (laughs) Like, are you fucking kidding me? This was Mexico. It's so funny to me when. Oh look, people are coming! Yay! Did you guys want to try the new jalapeno flavor M&Ms? This is actually. I'm gonna send this to them later and be like, give money to Muni Radio. They're really, they're really actually quite delicious. I'm in. All right, M&M flavors. Mmm. Dion. Mmm. Yeah, good stuff. (laughs) No, it's hard. I mean, it's the little things in life that make you not kill yourself. You know what I mean? It's like it's like jalapeno M and M's. Everything's gonna be okay. Wow. Mm. Mmm. 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 Sorry, eating on stage. Not exciting. Very difficult. Will this bother you if we if pot is smoked in here? I'm just asking the straight edge kids in the corner. I'm sorry. His name is Cloaker. For God's sake. (laughs) On the joke. I'm okay. I'm already really high, but thank you. Thank you. It was your yeah. Well. Yeah. So that's what you—that's what the comedians get tonight for performing on the show. I didn't have time to bake. Um, usually, I bake pot treats for everybody, but so I just have straight keef. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and a little bindle, <laughs> and and board up. David's like, Yay! Everything is great. <laughs> so I did. I was thinking about some new things today, that I'd like to share with people. Hi. How does everybody feel about babies? You like babies? No babies, no babies, no babies. Babies, no babies, no babies. Obviously no babies, babies, babies. That wasn't fair, I shouldn't single you out and say, no babies there. I'm the, I'm the person we should say no babies to. That's why I love abortion, because I'm like, don't make me have a baby, for the love of God. I'm very, very scared. Netflix has brought it back to the forefront. Thank God for Netflix, like everything's real that's on Netflix. New, right? There's a new documentary, Feminism. What were they thinking? Absolutely. It exists. Feminism is real. I watched the thing on the Roe v. Wade, and I'm like, oh, my God. I've been having really painful periods and I didn't know why and I realized it's because the Supreme Court is inside my uterus. (laughs) There's so many of them and they are in there. There's all these men in robes making decisions for me. I'm a 44-year-old woman of childbearing age still. Sad face, right? Can't wait for menopause. Cannot wait. Cannot wait. Shut this shit down. I want to get like a little tattoo on it to commemorate its death Um, and I want to get a little skeleton baby baby Kitten, like a little little curled-up fetal kitten and like a tattoo on my uterus. Uh, So, I shouldn't have a baby. I don't want to have a baby. America, don't make me have a baby. This is all back in the thing. I realized, I watched that thing, and the reason they want um, disenfranchised people to have children is that maybe they won't take such great care of them because they didn't want them, and then they can become soldiers. We need some assholes wielding guns. We need some bad parenting. Give this bitch a baby. Like I'm 44, I would be the worst parent, all right? If you, if America, if you make me have a baby, I'm gonna need some new tools because I have to drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk so the baby can breathe in the car while we're hanging out at the bar. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, we're going to be at the bar. I can't, I am the nanny. How can I afford a nanny? Ha <laughs> I can't. What are you going to do with the baby? You put it in the trunk with a sleeping bag. It's safe, right? It can breathe. It doesn't move around a lot. sleeps all the time. It's fine. Don't make me have a baby, America. It's going to turn like four or something and it's still gonna have to wear one of those like leashy backpack things because it it keeps trying to kill itself running into traffic my mom doesn't love me (laughs) I'm not wanted and it's like sacrifice yourself when you're 18 when you're a soldier you know what I mean little boy and then it turns seven and it's in like you know first grade for the fourth time or whatever and the I have some stupid parent teacher conference and she's like um and this Benjamin, you know, your child said that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I'm like, I didn't want the kid. And then it finally turns twelve and starts doing ketamine and I'm like, Who is your dealer? <laughs> we can hang out at Burning Man this year. It's gonna be so fun. We can finally get to know each other. Yay! And then it turns fifteen and it teaches me just like the cutest just the most amazing the mouths of babes you know if you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours you don't eat your boogers you smoke them right right and then it turns 17 and it finally dies from like one of those um cocaine heroin those speedball things and i'm like 17 years 17 years that is the latest late-term abortion i could ever have it's a 17 year late-term abortion i didn't want the kid it was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times, not mine. Didn't want the kid. Don't make me do it. <laughs> right? I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. I think that we should talk about abortion more. I only have um, one regret about my second abortion, um, and that's that, you know, they gave me this really great drug called midazolam, which I don't regret. It was great. And they're like, oh, it's a five-minute procedure. You know, some people talk. Some people don't talk. And I said, has anyone ever told jokes? And they were like, no, that actually hasn't happened. Oh, I did a high five. Oh, shit, I did a killer five, I killed it. It was a bringer show, I left it there. Uh, uh, uh. And my only regret is that they wouldn't let me have my iPhone so I could tape the set. Like, like, did it happen? What jokes did I tell? Was it real? I don't remember, the drugs were too good. Like, oh, what a set. Does it, did it matter? <laughs> I gave them all flyers after the show, I mean after the, after the show. <laughs> so I have a zit in my vagina is like the new um, uh, liberal slang for I need an abortion. <laughs> it's just a medical procedure. I have, I have a zit in my vagina, just got to get rid of that, you know what I mean? <laughs> but are you? are you watching soccer? it's just that it's funny I see phones everywhere I think that's the downfall of everything right everyone's just constantly looking at their phone I get it when like a five-year-old bumps into me but when like I walk out of a door and a full-grown adult is just like blah 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 and I'm like I'm walking here it's a sidewalk that's what it's for people are terrible children are terrible. We're raising the worst children. And uh, we already, it's, it's okay to shit on children here, right? No one has kids. Okay, cool. Everyone thinks their child is so perfect. I hang out with some small children and we were at a playground and there was a swing and there was a girl kind of in the way of the swing. And this little boy, he says, um, could you move? I'd like to use the swing. And I said, well, the word please is nice. And then she just looks up at him and goes, no. Little bitch, you're gonna get hit in the head. These kids have no idea. And then, if you got, if I was like, swing away, Teek, his name's Teek, <laughs> right? Hit her in the head. She's gotta learn sometime. <laughs> what the fuck? Gods in effect. Can you, I want to swing. These are swings. They are here designated for swinging. Oh, you wanna play in the sand here? You're gonna get hit in the head. Where's the parenting? You know what I mean? I'm sorry. They're all well, that's the thing. They're all on their iPhones in the corner. Do you do you know what the difference is between a nanny and a mommy at the park? There isn't one. They're all on their iPhones. (laughs) I'm like, no one's paying attention to the kids. (laughs) Kicking each other in the face. Even dogs have iPhones. It's ridiculous. And then it's a tiny computer in your pocket. You all have them, you have one. I don't have one yet. That's what there's only two things I lord over. There's three things I lord over the whole world. I've never seen the movie Titanic. I feel like that makes me better than everyone else because everyone's seen that movie. I'm like, I've never seen it. <laughs> I've never internet dated. I've never had an OK Cupid. I've never had a Bumble match. We tweet. J date. I've never done any of that. So I'm like, I meet people in real life. <laughs> some say raise the bar. Some say lower the bar. I say meet at the motherfucking bar. Uh, <laughs> what do you, duh, duh. Alcohol's so good. And the third thing. I lord over people with the smart with the smartphone. I don't have a smartphone. So, everyone has a tiny computer in their pocket and I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not good enough. But the, it's fine. The 12 year olds have all the porn. Did you guys know this? You give a 12 year old an iPhone and it has all the porn. And then they say, well, there's the parental locks on the phone. If you put five 12 year old boys together, they are smarter than any think tank anywhere. They will unlock your phone, their phone. They'll have porn streaming in the bathroom. It's coming out of the fucking faucet. They don't, they've done it, they've done it. Figure it out. It's on the bottom of their skateboard. It's everywhere. They're twelve-year-old boys. They will, but we just given them all the porn, and I'm like, man. I mean, I'm an old lady, so I lament the times. I mean, I don't. I mean, I, don't, I mean, there used to be a lot of sucking dick, right? That was just a thing. I was raised in the '80s. There was so much rampant misogyny and all the comedies. I'm, That's how guys to like you—you you just suck a lot of dick. But then in 2002, suddenly you gotta suck on their balls too. What the fuck? <laughs> what happened? What is this porn shit? And why? Why? What? So I ask, you know, if you, you know, if you could deal with my issues. I'm hungry. So if you could dip your nutsack in some marshmallow fluff uh, and then roll one ball in chocolate chips and the other ball in graham cracker crumbs. Because if I'm going to have your sweaty nutsack in my mouth, kind of want it to taste like summer camp. <laughs> S'more dick, please. Less balls. S'more dick. It's good. We'll take it back. I've actually been watching 80s movies lately and like counting the seconds before they say a homophobic, homophobic or misogynistic remark. It is amazing. Like 30 seconds. like again, it was just like they start throwing the F word around and I don't mean fuck. I mean, faggot. it. They're really in the 80s. They just threw that word around. Did we forget? Like, we're all steeped. And we're like, we're not racist. We're not homophobic. Everything in the 80s was steeped in homophobia and misogyny and racism. Like, everything, every butt of every joke is like, ugh, suck dick, is like every, <laughs> seriously. Just watch, just start watching 80s movies again and be like, whoa, she's fucking right, we're all fucked. <laughs> like, ah. I just, I thought I was tolerant and then I realized I was raised by racists. <laughs> it was America, yay! I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. I was so naive. I didn't know. I was raised so wealthy and I didn't know it. I was like, poor little rich girl. Meow, meow, meow. But I went to, I was out of high school and I would watch 90210 and I was like, yeah, that's like real. Like they'd have outfits and I'd be like, oh my God, I've seen that outfit on that girl. We we all wore the same clothes. I'm like, this is exactly what life is like. There's like one black person, there's one gay person. There's like 1,600 people and everybody's rich and they all drive great cars and everyone's so happy. Ah!" Except when they're like slitting their wrists in the shower. No, never be good enough. It was, Danville was very fucked up, but I felt like when I was watching 90210, I didn't understand it was fiction. Like I literally didn't know that people didn't live their lives like this. I didn't know everybody wasn't rich. This turned into a TED Talk. I was going to talk about Mexico. i got to get funny again. These. It, it actually, it all ends with Mexico. It starts and ends with Mexico. It starts and ends with Mexican M&Ms. And so we went to Mexico to build houses for poor people on spring break because, you know, we're so giving. And we were driving down this street, and I saw a house made out of old garage doors. You know how when we all decided in America that the garage doors, instead of going They'd go Remember when they They like rolled door So all of those Where'd they put them? Mexico. People were building houses out of discarded garage doors. And I was like, what the fuck? I thought the whole world was 90210. I thought everybody lived the way we did. I thought this is America. And then I went to Mexico. (laughs) But it's, um, I love, I love Mexico. No, it's just the whole concept is that my mind was blown that people are, there are poor people. I'm one of those poor people now. When I was little, my dad, I asked him, I said, Daddy, what's the difference between a Republican and a Democrat? And he said, well, little Pammy, a Republican is a person with money that wants to keep their money, and a Democrat is a person without money that wants to take the Republican's money and give it to all the poor people. (laughs) Danville! Danville! (laughs)
3: <laughs>
0: and they say california is so democrat <laughs> okay Mm-mm, not everybody not in blackhawk baby <laughs> that's a fun little thing to say i forgot oh i've gone on way too long i'm so sorry the weed the m&ms okay uh there's we have a show, we have a show. <laughs> it's not just a TED talk. I'm so sorry. It got I got on the whole coker thing. I don't do cocaine anymore. I'm too old. I just can't I gotta grow up, you know. I passed a I saw a small baggie of drugs on the street the other day and I just walked by it. That makes me a real adult now. Okay, <laughs> thank you. I'm an adult. I didn't even look, I didn't even pick it up, I didn't even taste it. I didn't even know I just walked right by it. Walk right by those drugs. Mmm. Thought about it. Didn't take it. Never again. These crazy new kids and their drugs. Moon rocks. Scary, scary, scary stuff. Mind blowing. Our first comedian of the night. He is a young man who is a very, very funny young man. He this Monday. He is such a champion. He fought. He literally fought. that It was like a boxing match. He was fighting the crowd, and it was amazing. And I was just like, I'm here for you. I can sort of pronounce your name, and I'm gonna try so hard. But I'm here. I have your back. I know your last name is Shockey, and every time I trip over your first name, it's Murad. Greg. Greg. Murad. 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 (laughs) I'm like, when did you fucking code switch on me? Fuck you. Murad. Everybody, put your hands together for Murad Shockey.
4: I tried cocaine for the first time recently, which surprises people, because I look like something you could put together at the Build-A-Bear workshop. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I've been around the drug block, so I thought I was prepared, you know, like, oh, I, probably, I probably know what this will be like, uh, like, thought maybe it would feel like a well-dressed stockbroker, or like Tony Montana. No, instead, cocaine feels exactly like you just bought something fucking rad on Amazon. Uh, that, it's just pure bliss and unearned accomplishment. And then a couple more bumps, and uh, all of a sudden it feels like you just bought that gym membership you've meant to this whole time. And then a full line and you're like, wow, it really was a good idea to pay all that tuition for a media studies degree. Um, You know how I know the world's going to (laughs) end? You do. Um, Now, when you go to McDonald's, they don't say, hi, welcome to McDonald's, may I take your order? They say, hi, welcome back to McDonald's. They might as well say, oh, it's you again, motherfucker, and you'd be coming crawling back. It was either this or suicide. Now, do you want a McChicken or not? Soon there will be a facial recognition, and you'll come in and it'll be like, oh, look, it's Murad. What, do you want another Filet-O-Fish, you fucking weirdo? Yeah, I know you love it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, bitch. Um, I have a question. Maybe somebody in the crowd here can resolve it for tonight. It's been a real topic of debate in my family. Um, Am I white? Because I know there's some confusion, because when white people meet me, they dap me up. But when black people meet me, they just shake my hand. I get a lot of weird celebrity comparisons too. Like I get Jonah Hill, New, Napoleon Dynamite, Bruno Mars, and Eric Andre. Uh, which to me sounds like the best Avengers reboot ever. But I, I, here's the thing is I'm North African. That doesn't sound very white. But on the other hand, white people have to start somewhere, right? <laughs> We're better than North Africa. But yeah, uh, I end up taking a lot of misplaced racism. I take a lot of L's for the Jews specifically. Um, like I was in LA with some friends sipping some coffee, this comes into play later. Uh, and we pass by a film set and a crew member whispers to me, Little Jew likes his Starbucks. (laughs) Okay, well yes and no. (laughs) No, I'm not Jewish. Yes, this blonde roast is delicious. And if 5'7 is little to you, I'm not Jewish. (laughs) I was supposed to say I'm still not Jewish. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> have you, any of you guys heard of something called microdosing? Hell yeah. Okay, for those of you not familiar, microdosing is when you take a little teensy bit of a drug for its supposed mental and health benefits throughout the day. In my case, it was shrooms. I took a tenth of a gram of shrooms with my cup of coffee every morning before work. And uh, I was really scientific about it. I measured my dosage on a scale, took it with supplements and shit, journaled my experiences. And from my extensive research, I can conclude that people really like getting fucked up before work. That's really all it is. Let me tell you, you've never truly had a performance review till you've had a performance review with a small dose of hallucinogens in your system. That's a performance review. Hey, Murad, we noticed uh, some inconsistencies in your coverage report. Are you having trouble with the new template? Yeah, I'm having a little trouble. <laughs> I don't know what it means to be alive! Every day, I push numbers around on a spreadsheet for eight hours, then I take an underground metal tube back to a home that isn't mine in a city that wants me to leave. My ancestors understood the struggle for life, the cycle of humanity and death. Yeah, I'm having trouble with the new template. <laughs> I don't know why I switched from the old template. Might not surprise anybody who heard that bit that I got fired recently. Uh, Yeah, I did PR for video games, uh, which is a fancy way of saying I filled out spreadsheets about Pikachu for a living. Uh, That was our biggest client. Uh, I had a doc I had to update alarmingly frequently called Pokemon Go related crimes. Uh, Because Pokemon Go fans apparently are also fans of stabbing other Pokemon Go fans. (laughs) Uh, it's like Mother Nature's system of population control. Like, you know, there's too many salmon, then there's too many grizzly bears, so they start eating their cubs. That's the Pokemon Go community uh, in a nutshell. But yeah, my friends have been like, oh, I've been down in the dumps, so my friends have been like, well, Murad, uh, to succeed, first you have to fail and try again. And to those people, I say, what, are you stupid? What if you just succeeded and then kept succeeding? That seems like a way better strategy. You think anybody ever had to tell LeBron James that he had to fail to succeed? I think he's always just been really good at basketball. <laughs> and I know what you're saying. Well, Murad, we can't all be like LeBron James. That's true. That's true. But apparently some of us can. I would have liked to have been in the like LeBron category than not. Uh, so I've been looking for motivation, try and pull myself up. I uh, went to a self-help forum online, which I think is the sign of a losing battle. Um, you see a bunch of threads, people asking for advice, but then there was this one guy who was literally just asking for people to list reasons why he shouldn't kill himself. So I clicked on it, and I was curious. Uh, and it was a bunch of lovely stuff, like, oh, you're so young, got to stop and smell the roses, take it one day at a time. Uh, but then there was this one comment at the very bottom. Uh, that that left a detailed step-by-step explanation on how to tie a noose and how to pick a place that will support your weight. Because a lot of people try and hang themselves but just get body image issues instead. Um, So I clicked on this guy's post history. (laughs) I clicked on this guy's post history because I wanted to know his deal, right? And I find thousands of other comments just like it. What household cleaners will kill you? What household pills will kill you? What's a lethal dose of carbon monoxide? And then I found his mission statement, which was, human existence is suffering, so I'm out to help end as much of it as I possibly can. And I was shocked, I was horrified. All I could think was, man, why can't I apply myself like this guy? (laughs) Every day, he's out there honing his art form, perfecting his craft, adhering to a creative vision, and I'm too scared to do a fucking showcase at Mutiny? (laughs) But we can't all be like our heroes, you know? Uh, I've been uh, trying to avoid stupid conversations more lately because I don't have the bandwidth for it. Uh, I was at Trader Joe's in the dairy and egg section buying dairy and eggs. <laughs> and this girl comes up to me very urgently and she's like, excuse me, what's better, 2% or whole milk? And I was like, um, I, I prefer whole milk myself. Wait, before you ask, it's for girls. And then I had a lot of questions like... Are you okay? Do you know where you are? Have you had milk before? But a voice in my head just screamed out no no don't even don't even fucking bother. So I was like oh well it's for girls. Well then 2% (laughs) ha 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 anyway. I've got another problem maybe you guys can help me out. Does anybody else here get flipped off by children constantly? In the past six months, I've gotten the finger from four separate kids. I'm not even talking shitty middle schoolers, I'm talking eight to nine year olds. That is a concerning level of youth-based hatred for anybody. I think, and they always do it the same way. They see me, they look both ways, make sure the coast is clear, and then they just fire from the hip. It always comes out from the hip. I think it's because they see me and they're just like, you know, I'm not sure what a bitch is. I think this guy might be one of them better test pilot one of these birdies while I know it's safe. And I know that that was their criteria, because that was my criteria when I was little. I needed to know that whoever I tested this finger on was not gonna whoop my ass. Uh, So yeah, I'm the the one who plays such a pivotal role in our youth's development. Really, what have you done for your community lately? Uh, I'm a big old pothead. Well, it's not so much I'm a pothead so much as I have a pot problem. Like, I know you can't get addicted to weed, but I also know that I can't stop fucking smoking it. Like, uh, let's see how the rest of this bit goes. Hmm. I know that I can't stop smoking it. That's what I know. Let's go to the next bit. Oh, look, the joke notebook is coming out of Murad's back pocket. Oh, yeah, I could have just fucking rolled real smooth. I like to follow, uh, uh, did I do my, uh, follow porn stars on Snapchat joke already? Okay, I like to follow porn stars on Snapchat, uh, because I like to keep up with the latest dog surgery trends. (laughs) That's really all it is. It's like, oh, Patches has ocular melanoma in both his eyes, so we have to take him to the vet today, but mommy still loves him. So I really just wanted to look at some titties. And now I'm coping with the existential nightmare of what it must be like to wake up blind as a dog. Hey, how long has it been, Pam? You have a I have a minute. Oh, man, a minute. How am I going to fit in all these jokes? <laughs> oh, uh, I broke up with my girlfriend recently. Uh, nothing was super wrong with the relationship, she was just her. You know, I think it's probably a pretty bad sign for your relationship when you consistently have uh, better conversations with your Uber driver than your significant other. Uh, So I'm on the dating apps again. I'm not on Tinder, I'm on OkCupid because I'm looking for the one. I'm not fucking around. Uh, And they've got this feature, it's called a boost. Now what a boost is, for a little bit of cash, it'll guarantee that 200 people will see your profile in the span of five minutes. That's a good deal, you know, I'm single. Maybe I could mingle. Let's give it a shot. So uh, I pay the fee. Five minutes later, not a single like. I think they need to redo the marketing on the, on the boost. I think the slogan should be, for $1.99, you too can relive high school 25 times in the span of five minutes on one sad stone Sunday evening. Anyway, thank you very much. My name's Murad Chaki.
0: Murad Chaki, yay! That was awesome. That was so funny. I enjoyed that so very, very much. Yeah, that's your payment is little bundles of stuff. Except for your next comedian, although his last name belies him. <laughs> I love your last name. Did you get made fun of as a child? You must have. It must have been merciless and just drove you into pharmacology or something. You're like now like if, if you love drugs so much that you can't do them or something. No, you hate them his last name. Anyways, we're gonna he's gonna be very, very funny. We're gonna laugh at his jokes. Everybody put your hands together. For David Coker, <laughs>
5: thank you yeah uh all my teachers would call me cocker so at least you uh pronounced it right you can read so uh welcome to my netflix special it's david and eight other comedians so uh things are going pretty well in my life i uh, i graduated top of my class this week thank you i mean it was from rehab but uh I th- I still think that's pretty impressive Uh, I was also drafted number one overall in our uh, rehab basketball league I was the only one whose uh, tremors didn't affect his jump shot (laughs) so yeah I'm a recovering alcoholic explains a lot huh about not wanting drugs so uh, I realized that I had a drinking problem when I was scraping together change to buy 40s of Miller High Life. I was definitely living my Miller low life. I think when you try to buy booze with change, the cashier should be required to ask if you're all right. (laughs) And then direct you to the nearest recovery center. At this point, I'm uh, pretty sure that I've battled this drinking problem longer than I've been sexually active. So, uh, yeah. I I had jury duty this week for the first time. Didn't make the cut. Yeah. Apparently, if you keep asking when you get to sentence somebody to death, uh, they just ask you to go home. (laughs) I'm getting older, so... uh, To entertain myself, I've started committing small crimes. (laughs) Nothing serious. I break into a neighbor's house. I walk around a little bit. Maybe leave them something nice, like a fern or a vase. The 90s really had the best crime. OJ, Menendez Brothers, that lady that cut her husband's dick off. (laughs) Step it up, current day criminals. Yeah, her. Make crime great again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm married now. Thank you. It's all right. She's always making me like read books and listen to podcasts and go to marriage counseling. It's like she wants this relationship to work out or something. We, uh, we met online, actually, and uh, I knew she was smart because she ignored me for several months. But uh, I messaged her first. I just wouldn't trust the type of woman that would message me first. <laughs> I just assume something's wrong with them, like they're a serial killer or worse have kids. She's always saying like, we're a team. But by that, she means that she's LeBron James and she's trying to trade me for somebody better. And I I feel bad for her, you know. Not just because she's married to me, but because I'm also not very good at sex. But you wanna know what? I bet I give a pretty mean hand job. <laughs> I've had years of practice. So, uh, besides giving hand jobs, I'm not really good at anything, as you can tell up here. So, uh, I went to one of these schools that, like, believes in the participation awards, you know? And uh, so, we're at the award ceremony at the end of the year. And my teacher starts handing out the awards. Uh, she calls the first kid up and he gets most athletic and everyone claps. Then she calls the second kid up. and She gets best grades and again, everyone claps. And then it's my turn. I'm finally going to be recognized for being good at something or at the very least, the least terrible at something so she calls my name and I go up to get my award in front of all my peers and their parents. And my award was the oldest kid in the class. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing that my teacher could think to give me an award on was being born before everybody else. So, uh, I dated this homeschool girl for a while. It was interesting. I know what you guys are thinking, and the answer is yes. We held hands so hard. <laughs> we, uh, I looked, her, we broke up obviously, but I looked her up on Facebook like a big internet weirdo, and uh, she's a nun now. Wow. Yeah. Apparently all she needed to do was touch my hand to know that she wanted no part of sex at all. She went to one of these Christian colleges up north and uh, if you've never, if you don't know anything about Christian colleges, it's uh, basically where weird repressed homeschool kids go to finger each other for six months, get married, and then start their own weird, repressed homeschool families. Homeschool kids just have this look about them. It's like they've been taught science, but not enough to question the teachings of the church. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, I was bullied when I was a kid. Uh, I had a bowl cut and I wore overall shorts until I was way, way too old to be wearing overall shorts. And I liked that show Digimon a lot. And so the fifth grade kids, they dubbed me and my crew the Digidorks, which is a pretty good nickname for fifth graders to come up with. And uh, one day this kid's given me a hard time and I've had enough. And I go to say, I'm gonna beat your ass. That's what I meant to say. But what I actually said, I yelled it in front of everyone. I'm going to beat you off. (laughs) I haven't been the same since. So uh, a little bit about myself. I'm from this small town down south. Um, It's where everybody, one of those redneck towns where everybody knows each other. And, uh, we were known as the family with the teeth. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, I've started giving pictures of myself as gifts recently. That's a really obnoxious present, if you think about it. It's like saying, you want to know what will go great in your house? Me? Uh, When I was 12, my parents got divorced, and uh, it was rough at first. But I got a PlayStation 2 out of it. So, overall, not a bad deal. I uh, also, when I was 12, uh, I shot my brother in the face with a BB gun. Yeah, you know, I felt bad about it, but it was a pretty good shot for a (laughs) 12-year-old. And uh, I'll leave you with this. Um, I think about what's going to happen when I die sometimes. Like, not really where I'm going to go. not concerned about that, really. But what's going to happen to my, my stuff? And my wife gets all of it, you know, under one condition. Right after my funeral, she has to log into my Facebook page, update the status, and say, damn, it sure is dark in here. thank you guys you've been great this has been fun
0: David Coker yay it makes sense I'm sorry I'm such a I'm so willy nilly about my own alcoholism I'm like everybody should drink I love it and so I don't even so I, I thank you for being here I'm really excited oh yeah you're coming back sweet fucking sweet because we've got we've got more comics i was gonna put mark neuer up next but he did he go to the bathroom who's in the toilet oh my god you could make the best entrance from the toilet um, we used to have a microphone that reached into the toilet and I did a set once peeing at the same time. It is hard to talk to people and pee at the same time unless you're married. And then it seems to be no problem. Have you guys ever pooped in front of each other? Do you do that yet? Is that gross? You haven't got, keep the romance alive. You know what I'm saying? Like don't brush your teeth in front of each other and don't poop in front of each other for as long as you can handle it. Cause that's what will keep a relationship together on a pro tip. Uh, I'm divorced and, what you know that um, your wife's gonna break up with you when she offers up the butt for anal sex for no reason. That's to try to save the relationship, friends. That's what she's doing. That's the, it's the last minute ditch effort. Let's, let, we've tried everything else. <laughs> Let's try that. And then you get divorced. Yay! I wish you the happiness in your marriage forever. My first marriage got me my first STD. Yeah, that's sexually transmitted debt. <laughs> That's what you get when you get married. you after debt. I didn't know my ex-husband had $15,000 of credit card debt until we were married for three years. And we sold our first house, and he was like, oh, I'm still have $15,000 in credit card debt. And I'm like, I am so happy that our marriage is based on open honesty with one another. Yay! Very honest. Your next, oh, is, it wasn't Mark Neuer. Tell Mark Neuer he's up next. I mean, what's he doing? Is he out is he out in the street in this truck? What's going on? We can have we can have Victor Dubin go up from from Santa Cruz. That's good too. Yeah, hey, you're all the way from Santa Cruz. You're fucking ready. Drove over the 17 like a champion. Scary. Glad it's not raining. It must have been scary when the rain and I can't believe people don't die all the time like you never Do they I never hear the stories Like why what's the news about if not to hear about like local people falling off a freeway? That's super scary Like what else is the news for? Right Uh, Hey everybody, he's from uh, Santa Cruz, and he's very very funny. You're gonna love him put your hands together for Victor Dubin Yes
6: Thank you, it's lovely to be here from Santa Cruz. Uh, So uh, my name is Vic and um, my parents named me after my great-grandfather and um, when my sister was born, they used a different technique for choosing her name. Uh, So I was named after our great-grandfather and she was named after our mediocre grandmother. So a little different technique to choose the name. So mine was more of like an homage and hers was like a do-over. You know, she's, uh, she's living up to it though. She's doing a really good job. Uh, She recently adopted a three-legged dog from the SPCA. Yeah. She's a good, good person. The first time I went over to meet the dog, I decided I should bring a gift, you know? So I brought a wooden leg and uh, my sister did not think that that was funny. Uh, (laughs) She got super pissed off at me because apparently that's a faux pas. I was uh, uh, I've been having trouble sleeping recently, so I bought one of those white noise machines, you know, it's a white noise machine. So it plays Britney Spears. (laughs) Kesha Avril Lavigne is on there. (laughs) Puts me right to sleep. (laughs) Works really well. I got a memory foam mattress, uh, but I'm pretty sure it has dementia. (laughs) It's it's sad. Uh, Of course, Alzheimer's and dementia, very serious conditions. can we can we give it up for the, the caregivers the caregivers of people with Alzheimer's and dementia? Let's give it up for them. Yeah. Those people hardly ever get recognized. <laughs> my uh, my dyslexic twelve year old is actually twenty one. She's a good kid. We were out, uh, we were out playing soccer recently, and uh, we were having a ball. Until she kicked the ball into my ball. So I curled up into a ball, and I started to ball. <laughs> Takes a lot of balls to tell that joke. Five, actually. Takes five balls, which is 150% more balls than I usually have. So works out for me. Speaking of my balls, uh, I did have a vasectomy. Thank you. I like the the very quiet clap for that. That's nice. Um, I don't know if you know this, but when you you get a vasectomy, they don't give you a a general anesthetic. You get a local. Yeah. So for the whole 10 or 15 minute procedure, I'm having a little chat with the urologist. And while he's down there snipping and burning, uh, one of the things that he tells me is that he cures his own meat. (laughs) He's a urologist. That's what they do. Uh, anyway, uh, I, he finished the procedure, and uh, he was writing me a prescription, and I noticed he was using a very insensitive brand of pen. He was using a Uni-ball. That didn't seem right. That was not nice. Uh, I got home uh, from the vasectomy, and my wife was really sweet. Uh, she made me a nice soothing cup of tea. So a couple of weeks later, when I was all healed up, I returned the favor, and I gave her a tea bag. The tea was just less potent than it had been previously. <laughs> just to clarify, I didn't use any graham crackers or marshmallow in the making of that tea bag. <laughs> uh, my, wife's, uh, my wife's gynecologist is a Jewish woman. So as a Hanukkah present, we bought her a labia menorah. She really appreciated. Uh, my wife uh, loves her gynecologist. She calls her the vagician. Uh, and I said, what is it about your gynecologist that you love so much? And she said, I don't know. She just checks all the boxes. <laughs> uh, I think one of the things my wife really likes actually about this particular gynecologist is she uses this, she's very high tech. She uses this app that all the patients can use. And what it is is they can take a picture of their vagina and they send it in to the gynecologist. And then once the gynecologist looks at it, the picture disappears. It's called Snapchat. My, uh, my wife doesn't like using that particular app, though. Uh, she's got a pretty big bush. You know, so the picture comes out a little grainy. Um, I don't want to say that my wife is hairy, but she was looking into getting some bikini waxing done, and to be able to afford it, we had to start a hedge fund. <laughs> it's probably evident to you by now, but uh, I'm pretty into full frontal. Full frontal cortex. I like intellect. Uh, my, uh, my wife and I sometimes have these like intellectual arguments that that's foreplay for us. Like our favorite position is juxtaposition. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was telling a friend of mine recently how great the sex is between my wife and I. And I said, you know, we expect to be together for a very long time and to continue having great sex into old age. And he said, oh man, that's gross. I don't want to think about old people having sex. Particularly, I don't want to think about old people having orgasms. That's disgusting. And I said, come on, man. That's just ageism. That's ageism. I don't, uh, I don't have any friends in high places, but I've got a lot of high friends in places. Yeah. Uh, I have this, uh, this one friend who's a big medical marijuana advocate, and in particular, he's like a veterinary medical marijuana advocate. He's a horse owner, and he's always talking about how he's using medical marijuana with his horse. And every time I see him, he just will not shut up about it. He will not get off his high horse. <sighs> I, uh, I had a friend in high school who was really healthy, and people used to use this expression, man, he's really healthy, he's as healthy as a horse. And they were right, because he died when he was 25 from a leg injury. <laughs> It's not all bad, though, because I had five to two odds on him going first, so (laughs) it worked out for me. Uh, Yeah, my dead friend jokes. Those are good. Uh, (laughs) It worked out for me. Uh, Let's see. Paint, compost, soap, and water. That's my bucket list. I, uh... (sighs) I've been uh, I've been baking a lot recently at home and uh, sometimes I like to bake an herbed bread so I'll use a dill dough. I uh, I found out recently I found out recently that someone was doing genetic testing on me without my consent. Hashtag #23andme too. <laughs> Uh, I, uh, I went to a stationery store uh, recently that was having a moving sale. So that was weird. <laughs> I was looking for a card for my dad and I wanted to get him something that really spoke to his personality. So I got a card that was blank on the inside. <laughs> I know, it's a rough relationship. Um, my parents are great though. They really instilled in me a love for a lot of, a lot of things. Um, they kind of made me the intellectual guy that I am and in particular reading you know I really I really picked up reading from my parents and uh, I love literature and I found out recently that a lot of really well-known authors have written sequels to some of their really famous works but they could never get those sequels published for some reason. For example Dickens wrote a sequel to Great Expectations that never got published it was called Settling. (laughs) Hemingway wrote a sequel to The Old Man and the Sea. The Sea. Ray Bradbury uh, wrote a follow-up to Fahrenheit 451 that didn't get published. Celsius, (laughs) 233.33. Didn't go anywhere. But he was undeterred. Wrote a third book in the series. Kelvin, (laughs) 504.07. Steinbeck wrote a sequel to The Grapes of Wrath, The Grudge of Raisins. (laughs) And unfortunately, none of us None of us is ever going to get to enjoy Nabokov's follow-up to Lolita, MILF. <sighs> All right, speaking of, uh, speaking of sex, uh, I told that joke uh, recently, and one of my friends was in the, in the crowd, and after the show, she came up to me and she said, you know, Vic, sex is just a form of narcissism. And I said, yeah, especially when you're as good at it as I am. <laughs> to which she said, go fuck yourself which is a perfect response for a narcissist. Uh, So the next day, I had a mold made of my erect penis. I had it turned into a dildo, and I did fuck myself. Yeah. Turns out I'm as good as I thought I was. (laughs) Okay. How am I doing? 9.30. 930. You want 30 seconds more comedy for me, or... Can I just, can I just talk to you for 30 seconds and just ruin the entire set with this last 30 seconds? I've done so many one motherfucking liners. It's unbelievable. It is totally unreal. Do I have one more? I have so many more, but I'll give you one more if you want. (laughs) I, uh, (laughs) um, so I am Jewish and, um, you know the expression uh, "chicken soup is Jewish penicillin." Well, uh, when my wife gets sick to make her feel better, I don't give her Jewish penicillin; I give her penis Jewicillin. and that cheers her right up. <laughs> all right, is that good? all right? This has been really fun. It's really nice to be here in San Francisco. Have a great night, everybody. I'm Vic Dubin. Thank you. Thank you, Pam.
0: Look at this. Nobody wants words. Thank you, David Coker and David Coker's wife. Yay! Yay! I want to try another one of these M&Ms. People don't want the drugs tonight. I guess that's that's interesting. Caramel M&Ms. These are a thing, you guys. These are real. We're going to try some in a minute. We'll try some during your next comedian set. Hey, everybody. Put your hands together. He's a very funny young man. It's Mark Neuer. Yay!
2: my goodness. Mutiny radio. Yeah, dude. I'm with it. We can turn this whole room into a drum set. Down. Apparently we have this, the cymbals over there. Cool. Killing it. Fucking killing it. Amazing. Off to an amazing start to this hot 12. I don't know how long I'm getting, but I'm already burning daylight here. So <laughs> I used to wear a trench coat a lot. Uh, Like a lot Like way too much You know what I mean Like for a white dude With dirty blonde hair And blue eyes Like way too much You know Like it was like People were like Are there any schools Like uh, (laughs) Around here (laughs) You know Like Way too much And like every time I'd come to shows People would always be like Oh it's a school shooter (laughs) The whole It's like I came here to do Comedy I didn't come here To talk about my day job You know what I mean Like Came here to tell some goofs You know here to tell some teehees. I leave my guns at the door like a good God-fearing American, you know? I never really understood that term, God-fearing. You have to fear God to understand the love that your creator has for you. <laughs> my dad had the same technique. <laughs> now I come to San Francisco to Mutiny Radio to tell goofs for Keith. thanks dad (laughs) you know (laughs) killing it killing it at being a dad there dad thanks dad (laughs) oh my goodness I have a puppy I just found this puppy and I uh I took her to a few bars out here in San Francisco super super on board with dogs and bars uh Modesto California where I'm from not too uh hot on that fad not not too up on the times Modesto, California, I took my little teacup Yorkie, three months old, adorable angel, sent to me from heaven into this bar. And the first thing the bartender says to me, he sees the puppy, technically, you're not supposed to have that in here. I was like, well, I do. (laughs) You know, we're here. What do you want me to do? Leave my kid in the car while I'm drinking at the bar? You're fucking out of your mind. (laughs) You don't have to talk to Jesus about that when you die. I will. You know what I mean? Like, that's my issue that I have to take up with somebody, not your problem, you know? Like, so I go about my business, I order my beverage, I go sit down with my puppy. I go back for a second beverage. He's like, you know, I'm allergic to puppies. I was like, you're allergic to puppies? He's like, yeah, I'm allergic to puppies. Like, you could just say that you suck dick, you know what I mean? It's 2019, you you don't have to just, you know what I mean? It's not a big deal, you know? Modesto, it's kind of a big deal. It's not a big deal. To look a little ball sack every once in a while. Who doesn't? It's 2019. We're all eating ass. You know what I mean? We're all eating a little ass. God bless. Sometimes it's hairy and connected to dudes. You know, fuck it. It's 2019. You don't have to come at me and say you want to kill puppies. That's not, that's terrible. You're a horrible human being. Just say that you are into dudes. It's not a big deal, you know? You don't have to hate puppies. You don't have to want to kill them and suffocate them and throw them into moving traffic. That's horrible. I'm allergic to puppies. It's terrible. Okay. Amazing. I found my puppy here in San Francisco. I moved here uh, and I, I found my puppy in the middle of the street. Her name is bean. Uh, She was running around and I just, I picked her up. It was raining. I picked her up. I brought her in my truck. We went home and now she's my puppy. You know, I have a, I found myself a real bay bitch. (laughs) Found Myself a real thug, you know, from the streets. I came out here, they were like, there's no San Franciscans left here in San Francisco. And I was like, I've cracked the code. I have cracked the code. I found one. Gentrification did not take all of them out, you know? I am the problem. (laughs) (laughs) I could accept that. I've, uh, you know, you just come to terms with things. Am I the only one who's high as fuck? I'm the only one. That's amazing. No, not Pam. I know Pam just wakes up high. She doesn't even... <laughs> Pam just is high. <laughs> when you get... You don't get high, you get Pam. You know, you get... You get Pam. You get Pam Benjamin. Oh, I thought there was a disco going on outside. Oh my God, it's George. Ladies and gentlemen, make it loud for George, a sound engineer here at Mutiny Radio and a good friend of mine. Can you pass one of those jalapeno MMs, George, right there next to you? There's jalapeno m right there. Can you pass me one? I told Pam I'd try one. And they are in the, co- are this, is this the color scheme of the Mexican flag? No. That's red, yellow, and green. I don't really know my cultures, but. That's I've been playing Risk recently. Are you guys familiar with Risk? Yeah. The board game? Mm-hmm. I've been playing it recently because I want to get in touch with my ancestors, you know? <laughs> I want to be proud of me. You know, if I ever get to meet them, I'll be like, I took over some shit too. I thought it was a good joke. <laughs> I don't know, George. Was it racist? Are you asking me for real? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's racist that these motherfuckers are too spicy. Why? Why? What, hold on. How can chocolate be too spicy for me? Those are too spicy. I'm so fucking white. I know. I'm just kidding, George. George is taking it too personal. He's about to write a whole di- diary and journal. Oh, it just wasn't funny. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. This is being derailed George I was just playing I know I'm not funny no, joke you, are. Nice. you should have brought Snickers He's not himself when he's hungry You know what I mean <laughs> Fuck George <laughs> Thanks man Oh fuck curl, yeah, man. I'm very aware that I use this Like a fucking stick shift You know I'm like all over the place I should have a clutch just yeah. Like it's a fucking big rig, you know? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> uh, does anyone have hemorrhoids? Once. Once. Whoa. Me too. Um, hashtag me as well. Listen. Um, the first time I learned about hemorrhoids, I was I was eight years old. And I didn't get a hemorrhoid. My dad had several. And he was like... Mark, do you want to know what happens if you don't go to college? That part. He bent over, he showed me his fucking hemorrhoids. I was like, Dad, that's bananas. That's fucking mangoes. That's papayas. It's something fruity. I don't know what it is. It's something fruity. Or just a little bit, you know? It's like, that's crazy. He's like, this is what commuting to the Bay Area from Central Valley, California, every day, five days a week, to support a bad decision named Mark Neuer <laughs> for now eight years of my alcoholic piece of shit life. Thanks, Mark. I was like, <laughs> it's, called, it's, called, it's called, at that age, I wanted to connect it with something, so I tried to connect it with like a card. I was like, it's, it, it, it's not bikini bottom, it's like rock bottom, you know? It's like it's like rocks and was like, because, like, it looked like it was, like, rocks. It was, like, like rocks in, like, his bottom, you know? <laughs> and it what, was a 20, 20, 2002? What is it? Is that how it would be said? It's 2002 at this time. Bikini bottoms on dads was not the fad in 2002 in the 209 Modesto, California. You know what I mean? So I couldn't, maybe if I was, grew up in San Francisco, it'd be a little bit different. I could have really fulfilled the whole connection of bikini bottom, you know, like. The Castro District taught me anything when I moved here, it's definitely anal stimulation, you know? Cool. There's nothing else to that, that just is a statement that I thought was funny. It's true, you know what I mean? I was out here in the Mission, I was walking down the street and there was this this dude, he's behind me, he's like, I got crack, I got smack, I got pills, I got weed, I got anything you need. I was like, wow. The districts would be are just like so drastically different when it comes to how they try and sell things. Like you go to the cash show, it's like I got dick, I got balls, I got ass, I got a belly button. Don't gender identify me. What? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just using a belly button as a sex organ. So don't gender identify me, you know what I mean? Like I don't know what sex that would be, but don't try to identify it. <laughs> Um, I have a new job. I'm a, I'm a barista. Now, um, I don't really know what that means, but I know I make avocado toast. I know I make a lot of avocado toast. And now the last place you want my phalanges is in your avocado. You know what I mean? I smoke three packs a day. My fingertips, they're yellow. It's not the seasoning you're looking for on your avocados. You know what I mean? It's not the, the last place my fingers belong is knuckles deep in your avocado toast. Telling you right now, it's not the place for it. I'm never going to have a man bun. I'm not going to know the lingo. You know, I'm not, I just can't. I just, is not in my, I jerk off too much. You know, like I just, I, I don't have time to know how to run espresso through a machine and fucking steam milk. Are you kidding me? I can't even barely find a G-spot. How am I supposed to fucking steam your milk for your fucking latte? What is a latte? What does that even mean? What does that even mean? What does it mean? A latte, a cappuccino? What do those words... Li- like, what is the translation? I don't know. We have phones and all I use it for... I only use Google for porn. That's it. That's all. And it's, it's, it knows everything. And I'm just big black dicks in my girlfriend. That's... Literally, what I use Google, Yahoo, Bing, my, uh, Firefox, GoDaddy.com, YouTube, Hulu, Netflix, Facebook. Now I'm looking at shares with nobody in them. I'm like, fucking, t- fucking, LinkedIn, Indeed, Craigslist, Backpage. Meatspin.com You spin me right round Baby right round And as that song's playing It's a transgender woman And her dick is going this way In a windmill rotation And she's getting fucked in the ass It's amazing What I think you were talking about it 12 year olds with porn I was a 12 year old with porn (laughs) You know And that's, that's the porn That's what let me know I was into a lot of things You know what I mean I was into like everything's Everything's I realized I was really controlling when my girlfriend was like, you always look at my phone, but you never let me look at yours. It's like, how am I going to explain what the fuck is on my phone to you? You know what I mean? Like, I would rather throw my fucking phone out the window than let you even touch it or think about touching it. Like, are you kidding me? We're going to have to go see a counselor. I don't need this in my life. I, I would rather just be depressed. <laughs> just leave. Just go just rip the band-aid and leave. It's already gone. It's done. The love is gone. You're going to be like, what did I fucking start dating? <laughs> that was a that was that was an amazing riff. I don't even know what that spun from. <laughs> uh, meat spin is where it spun from. <laughs> dot com. That was my that. Some people have like punchlines and like catchphrases. Mine was dot com. Yeah. And for really funny things, it was dot net dot org dot gov <laughs> dot edu dot anything that I could think. It, it, just anything. It's a nice shirt.com. <laughs> the fuck was wrong with me? That's what church camp does to you. You think stupid shit like that's funny. You know, it's like, I get cramps at church too, George. <laughs> oh yeah, dude. Yeah, dude, I jerked off a friend at church camp. That's funny already. Thanks dude. I work with a lot of like, um, like all of the, all of my bosses are women, which is something that ne- would have never happened if I didn't move here. Because anywhere else that doesn't exist. So it's very interesting because like 'cause like I've had a lot of jobs. I I live in my truck. Obviously, I've fucking had to have had a lot of jobs in my life. You know, you you don't get to hold those down when you live in your truck, you know? (laughs) You just keep going from one to one to one to one to just you become a master of everything. You know what I mean? Like everything, everything. You know what I mean? Like absolutely everything. Like one thousand percent everything. That's a Cat Williams thing. I fucking love Cat Williams. Is that my light? Thank God over here I'm, I'm like pulling from cat I'm like fuck about to start pulling from e 40 ah, <laughs> about to start fucking next guess who's gonna be in Vallejo on April like six Mark Neuer oh my God <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much for your time have a great night
0: Mark Neuer everyone yay that was really fun that was a good that was a good riff there on the end That's everybody your next comedian I don't think I've met in real life uh, and it's it's Danny Gonzalez and it's you, isn't it? Yes. Okay, good. I didn't know if it was you or if it was you because I was like, Danny, it could be it could be either way, it could be either way. But no, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> That's why. I was what? Where? You were in there busy. Oh, I'm sorry. Hey, I'm. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, I'm really excited to hear your jokes. Everybody, put your hands together for Danny Gonzalez.
1: <laughs> wow. Give it up, give it up for your host. Man, how's everyone doing? Good, good, all right, all right. Um, I'm Coming from L.A., I flew out here, it was quite a mission. Yeah, repping Dodgers, holla at your boy. As Salvadorian and Hispanic, I am proud Hispanic. But I'm Asian, all right? I mean, my friend, just witness already here, it's just Asian all around. My, I grew up Asian, I grew up with... All my friends were Laos, Cambodians, Filipinos. Like, I was the side of bean dip next to their fried rice dish ordeal, all right? I was a salsa and chips to their wontons. You know, I was... They call me Round dice for some odd reason. I don't know why. But I was just trying to figure that out in high school, you know? But I was so Asian. Um, we were like a race... We had a racing crew in high school, all right? We were known as... Project Hybrid Team Vulture, all right? That was the most corniest name in high school, all right? And we have, we're a racing squad, right? It was six of us, six of us in this racing squad. We only have three cars, all right? This is audience participation right here. I want you guys to guess which car was mine, all right? So we had a 2001 Acura Integra Type R, all right? And then we had a 99 Honda Civic Hatchback, right? And then the last car was a 91 four-door Toyota Camry. Take a guess which one was my car. Camry. Camry, exactly. I drove the family car of that group. For the three other ones that don't have a car, ride with Danny. We all running deep, 3D, bam, you know, vroom, vroom, vroom. I have to put my shit in neutral from far away. I had to tell everybody, all right, everybody yell. I'm going to hit the throttle. Go. Ah! Ah! I was like, are you murdering someone in your car? Is that what's going on? I'm like, no, it's just not loud, you know? And we had this whole thing of showing off our cars. They were like, oh, man, I got this, you know, carbon fiber intake cover. And, oh, I got this dual exhaust system. You know, they're all, like, telling and bragging their parts, the car. And then they get to me, like, Danny, what do you have in your car? And I'm like... Yeah, um, when you open the door, the light turns red in the center thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, how much did you get for that light? I don't know. How much is red nail polish nowadays? That's so much. I just painted it in. Um, I went to an Asian club a few years after that. I've never been to an Asian club before. It was the most bizarrest thing I've ever seen or experienced in my life. Because what's funny is that on this guest list, I'm usually, like, in alphabetical order in school. I'm, like, in the middle because of Gonzales. But I never thought I'd be in the very top because there's, like, five ands and then Gonzales and then a bunch of lees and a bunch of nuens and a bunch of Nas and a bunch of every other Asian last name. I was thrown off when I went to the party. Because I saw Mendoza, I was like, oh, shit, there's another Hispanic, I'm not the only one, I showed up, fucking Filipino, god dang it, dang it, Mendoza, I ah, had my hopes up, and here's the funny thing that happened at this club, so we're in, the, I'm in. I'm stepping in line for this VIP line, and um, I go up to the girl that has a clipboard, I'm like, is this the VIP line? She's like, yeah, okay, she hands me the clipboard, All right. I look down, and I put my name, whatever, you know the whole conception that Asians look alike I didn't believe it at first I was like that is a lie that's jacked up I don't think they all look they all look different well that night fucking changed my mind big time so this is long ass line I look down I put my name down okay cool oh shit like it's a bunch of zebras in the Serengeti like they all I didn't know where it started I don't know where it ends it just kind of meshed together and I'm like She was here a minute ago where no, and I was like, fuck. I'm like holding on to this clipboard, and I'm like, uh, and I tapped to the first girl I see in front of me. I was like, long, luscious hair, and I was like, you know what? It's probably her. Miss, hi. Oh, shit, you're a guy. I am so sorry. (laughs) In my head, I was like, fuck, I didn't know Steve Aoki was in here. I was like, I'm in this house. Oh, Oh, anyways, so I was like, nice hair, wrong girl, sorry, don't mind me. So I'm at the end of this line with this frigging clipboard, right? And then a group of girls come by, you know, coming in, a clan, I should say. And they come in, and they're like, oh, is this the line for the VIP? And I'm like, yeah. Okay. They hand me their IDs, and I'm like, and you're giving this to me because? She's like, well, don't you work here? Oh. Right, exactly, exactly. For all y'all listening, Pam was like, oh, he, she, she did not do that now, did she? Mm-hmm. I felt offended. I know we live in L.A., but oh, all of a sudden, because I'm Hispanic and I'm manning the line, does that make me the one that works here? She's like, "Get yeah, exactly. And she's all like, and this is where she's flipped the table on me, and I was like, Fuck. She's like, well, you kind of look like them over there. And I looked down. The valet, the bouncers, the security guards were wearing the same thing I was wearing. And I was like, here's your ID. Damn it. Here, you hold on to the clipboard. You blend right in. So. And this is where the advantage comes in of being a Hispanic in this Asian nightclub, right? Because these are like small, little, petite, little Vietnamese, like you know, they couldn't talk for shit in this club. You know, music's all, you know, you know, typical rave music. You know how they all? Those are rave move, movements, by the way. Yeah, just, just uh, the illusion, you know. Just, just type in EDC and you'll find it. You know. Yeah. Just imagine a Hispanic with elotes. That's the best way of a rave. Anyways, so we're in this rave and you know we got bottle service, right? We got hooked up. So we're like, you know, everyone finished a gray goose, but we still had like we ran out of the juice. So we still had half a bottle of gray goose, right? Exactly. And these, these little, like, four-foot-eleven Vietnamese girls are trying to get the ball service. And keep in mind, all these guys, it's loud music. And these busters are Hispanic, busting and busting, and just going and going and going and going. So they're, like, running 50 miles per hour in their huarachas, right? And this little Vietnamese girl's like, oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me. Oh, excuse me, oh, excuse my butt. Oh, excuse me. Poor little girl. I was like, sweetheart, I got this. Hold on. Hold on. And I kid you not, I did this once and it only takes one call and it works. I was like, primo! And like four guys turn around. Four of them turn around. And then I just locked onto one of them. That's funny, bro. Tres, <laughs> and he runs to the back and he comes back in like two minutes. And he brings me four bottles. I asked for three, he gives me four bottles of juice. I was like, hold up, hold up, hold up. I see orange juice, grape, orange juice. And I, and I found this weird gray looking like, like it's some gray stuff. And I was like, hold up. And I pour a little bit on it just to try it. Motherfucker brought me horchata. Oh, snaps. And I looked at him and he looked at me and we're like. Then he came back to me He's like, and I was like, "Yes, that's why you need a Hispanic in these Asian clubs. That's why you need it." A- How much time do I have left, by the way? Um, Eight like thirty. 830? Way. Perfect. I'll finish with this last little story then. So, um, again, I'm very Asian, like I said. Um, I am. Um, <laughs> you just came into this part of here with the doggy, cute doggy. By the way, uh, I have a cat. I have two pussies. So, um, yeah, I know. I go home to pussy every night. Holla, hey. hey. Um, it's funny about my cats though, cat lover. Um my cat has a tendency to hide shit. Like anytime that he eats, he kind of hides it even though there's no sand, it's like freaking tiles. I don't know what he's doing. So one of my cats, he just pukes, I don't know what. He wasn't feeling well, so he puke. And then the other cat comes and sees the sees the puke and just no, hides it. He tries to hide it. He tries to hide. It. He's like, this motherfucker's is gonna find. It. He's gonna get mad. He's gonna whip your ass. Ah. So, so I'm at this Asian market, and I make my own um, teriyaki sauce because uh, I don't go to the Mexican market because it's like the Tapatio edition of soy sauce, and it doesn't it doesn't work that way for me. So I pick out all my ingredients. I got some ginger. I got some white onions. I got marin. I got teriyaki. Oh, I got everything right. So I'm picking out all these ingredients, and these two old Vietnamese couple come up to me, tap me on the shoulder, like, and I look, and I'm like, oh, hi, can I help you? And this is what she says to me, or this is what they said to me. When you get the new ship and do you get from the front door the back. Okay. What? Do you get the chap in from the front or the back? No, you bring the stuff to bring to the front? I was like, "What? <laughs> You're feeling it. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm about to say. You know what I'm about to say." So I'm like, "I'm I'm like Alexa. What are they trying to say? You know, I just felt like saying that." I looked down the aisle, and I saw an employee. I was wearing the same thing they were wearing. Yeah, I knew he was a compadre too, cause he had the gold teeth, he, he had the curly boots. I knew. I heard the salsa music, the merengue is like suavemente, besame. I was like, damn, I knew he's a compadre. That music coming up, I was like, oh, what the? I danced by the way, so just imagine dancing. And he walked away, cause he didn't want to deal with, you know, the Vietnamese couple. And I was like. This is your job. You're getting paid for this. So I had to be the baron of bad news. I had to be like, look, and they're short too. So I had to kind of like <laughs> go down a little bit on them. And I'm like, I'm sorry, ma'am, but I don't work here? And they look offended. They look offended. They're like, oh my God. And I was like, I'm sorry. And all they did was, they bowed to me for some odd reason. And I was like, shit, are we going to fight now? Is that it? I, I literally went like, I went like trucha on them, like ready, like, you know. I was about to go in a circles too, like a Hispanic, like, what's up, homie? Oh, what's up, man? What's up? Because, you know, that's what made me realize that there's no Mexicans in Mortal Kombat because we just fall off the cliff very easily. It just hit me right now. Wow. That's why round one, fight. Ah! Fatality first round. Juan loses. Okay. So, speaking of Mortal Kombat, they look like Mortal Kombat, too. The older Vietnamese guy looked like Shang Tsung, yes. and the lady had, like, those Vietnamese visors that covered her face and blue. I was like, shit, Shang Tsung and Sub-Zero. All right. <laughs> this shit got real. Exactly. Thank you guys so much for putting up with me. Um, just to kind of throw it out there, I'll be in Oakland doing Cosplay. I'm um, cosplaying Paul
0: All right. Well, that was interesting. You were great, that whole situation there. I'm like, what's going on? <gasps> what is it? Yeah, it's a protest. It's all good. Where where are you from? I'm from Boston. You're from Boston. Why are you here? Thank you so much for being here. Yes. Thank you. I thought that for a while, I thought that you, you were Danny Gonzalez. And I was like, and I looked for a while. I was like, shit, which one of them is Danny Gonzalez? It could be. It's a toss. I'm. I'm yeah. Hey, I'm so glad you're here. I'm really glad that um, I'm going to do like two more jokes and then I'll let you guys go. I feel like I'm keeping you hostage right now. But people touched on a couple things that I want to talk about. Number one, hemorrhoids. I was so glad that Mark started talking about hemorrhoids. Um, but the sufferers all left. I, I actually, I, I have hemorrhoids and it kind of looks like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. It's meaty. So that's what I love so much about feminism is that so many women for so many years like read books and shit, so that I can be up on stage and talk about my butthole. I love that. I'm so excited. They burned their bras and they totally did shit, and I'm like, yay! Now I can say gross things. Woohoo! Feminism is exciting and important, right? I don't want to call myself a feminist, but language is political. You know, I'm a I'm a female. I'm a person. We're all human, you know, we're all people, And I know it's not spelled like that, but boys have a peephole and girls have a vagina. So I have to call myself a feminist because it's the only word without the word men in it. It's actually spelled with an I, it's a spelling joke. She can read, she's a witch, ah! No, it's okay. It's just so funny because it is the one word that doesn't have the word men in it. And men do put their name on everything, like menstruation. The one thing you literally can't ever do and your name's all over it. And you think it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> the irony. Menopause. That one I get, though. Like, I'm 44. When I go through menopause, men are going to pause on me. They're going to be like, nah, too old. We're done. We're pausing on that one. So I have to call myself a feminist. It's good stuff. Thank you, guys. All. we were There was going to be one more comic, and it was going to be Zach Wiseman. Maybe, possibly. But I guess he couldn't get off work. So... No, I'm sorry. You were up on the last show. No, it wasn't the last show. Uh, the last show was an open mic. No, 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 no. Christina, Christina Payne. Christina. I don't know who that is. Who? Christina Payne. I don't know who Christina Payne is. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't have any knowledge, but we're just going to... We're going to get out of here. And uh, thanks for sticking around. Uh, But we're going to... If you guys want to go have fun, Benders is having karaoke. It's on 806 South Finesse and it's karaoke tonight. So if you like like karaoke, unless you have another show to go to. Thank you so much for seeing us and being here and being a real person because without you... This makes me need therapy. <laughs> this, is, this is, thank you. Yay, um, thank you guys so much for being here. I never sang the song at the beginning of the night, but that's cool. Thank you so much, David, for running the ones and twos. Thank you so much for coming all the way from LA. Thank you, girlfriend, for being here. Fiat Chase for supporting, toothbrush as well. Good night, Mutiny Radio. Woo!
7: You go, oh, dude, look at him. He just looks cool. Damn, that's awesome. Your dad's like in the white stripes or some shit. That's cool, dude. <laughs> no, but when my cat died, my, my, all my friends were like, oh, man, are you sad? I'm like, yeah, of course I'm sad. But it's like, you know, it's kind of like when your mom dies. I can travel now, you know. I don't got to water the cat at seven. I, don't, I, can, I can be, I can go around. My mom's still alive. She's still alive. She is. But she I is. worry because she's 60. So I got like another 15 years of her being a person, you know? Because once you turn 75, you're just a house cat that can use the phone. Let's face Max. Her neck's all craned weird. Oh. People want, they're, they're like, Andy, you should go to the gym. I'm like, no, I'm not going to do that. Because like, look, look at me. First of all, men, men lose their like edge, like really early. Like your grandma is probably still pretty sharp. And she probably was when she died. Like, you know, your grandma probably knows what dress she wore to the bank in the 40s. If your grandpa still knows the color of his car, you're like, Grandpa's pretty sharp, huh? Look at him. He must be doing crosswords. Right? Like, I know best case scenario for me is like still being with it at like 56. You know what I mean? That's where I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be one of the old ones. And my friends are like, oh, dude, Andy, if you go to the gym, you feel great. If you go to the gym, you feel wonderful. You know what feels wonderful? Never going to the gym feel great every day. My friends, they wake up, they're like, my glutes are I'm like, I don't even know what those are. I have no idea what those are. I've never heard of those. That sounds stupid that you have them. But no, I, I you know, I try. I want to start like walking and I live in LA and no one is ever walking in LA. Like if you're on a sidewalk in LA, you live there or you're changing a tire. Those are the only two reasons. And so it's like, you know, you start a light jog in L.A. You're just a fat guy running down the sidewalk. Everyone just looks at you like, that's a problem. That's not good. He's running from something. And he just started. He's just started that trot today. He didn't do that yesterday. He's brand new at this. Oh, man, you guys are a lot of fun. I do not even know I was going to come up right then. I was just outside smoking a cigarette. And they're like, Andy, you're next. It's like, that figures. (laughs) I, um... I, uh, I got called racist recently, which, you know, I'm a weird looking white guy, so that's dangerous for me to get called racist, you know what I mean? Because especially when I'm not being racist. So when I am, I understand it. <laughs> but when I'm not, be- the other day, I had, I had admitted that I'd never dated a black girl. My one buddy right away, he goes, that's racist. It was like, really? You think it's me that doesn't want to do that? <laughs> you think? <laughs> think it's me? <laughs> think i just been turning down black girls for 30 fucking years? Like nah, not my type. No, I like them a lot. They've never liked me at all—not even a little bit. I don't like using they in that context, but I know I've had empirical evidence. And just think about it: how many of your black girlfriends have a boyfriend that looks just like me? <laughs> they don't, <laughs> you know. Hey, fuck it—a black guy who has a boyfriend that looks just like me—he doesn't. That doesn't exist. That's not a real thing. Black people don't like people who look like Roseanne Barr. They don't like it. <laughs> and for good reason, let's face it. Let's face facts. Uh, but now, my uncle, he's, he's somebody who was like pretend upset when Roseanne got fired. I was like, that's not right. She just was voicing her opinions. It's like she works for Disney. Do you think people who work for Disney can just tweet whatever the hell they want? <laughs> If you fucking were serving churros at Disneyland, you would have gotten fired for tweeting that. She had a TV show. I'm just going to get fired. And then he literally laid on to me about how he's like, well, everybody gets a parade now. How come straight white men don't get a parade? It's like, first of all, is there anything more feminine than asking when's your parade? <laughs> like, are you serious? Did you just ask that? When's your parade? Really? It's like, dude, you're a straight white guy. Your parade is Monday morning when you walk to work. If I can enjoy it, look around take some pictures there's your parade (laughs) now I am I I really do need to read more I guess is what this all comes down to (laughs) man I didn't have time to take off my jacket and it's hot and I won't do it because then my shirt will lift up and you guys don't want to see that (laughs) no no reason for that to happen in here frankly No, I, um, I do want to have kids. Anybody here have kids besides you guys? You guys have, you have the kids? You got kids back there? Very polite. Oh, he, I know. He, he established that, bud. No, but thank you. Thanks for coming out, dude. That's not, how, how old are you? 13. 13. I like how your, your leg is up. How much confidence have you given this kid in his life? That's awesome. It's not a bad thing. Put your leg back up. There you go, buddy. I love that. He's sitting there like he's 32, smoking a cigarette. You know what I mean? That's the way he's sitting, and I love it. I he's a good kid. Oh, this we're in California. Cigarettes are terrible. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. Don't do them. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, I, I just like I, like five minutes ago, I lit a cigarette before I took my Uber here, and the people next to me looked at me like I just tipped over a stroller. They're like, seriously, come on, <laughs> relax. <laughs> No, I, um, I do want to have kids someday. I don't, I don't think I'm responsible. The number one reason I think I'm not ready to have kids is because whenever me and my girlfriend have a pregnancy scare, that's, uh, that's what we call it. <laughs> that's what it is. It's a scare. If not a pregnancy. Maybe we'll be happy forever. We don't say that. We're just two people terrified in a Rite Aid. That's all we are. No, nah, but I think before I have kids, I think I want to have a stepkid first. Right? A little stepper get you on your way. Right? Because a stepkid's like having a rental car. You don't want to fuck it up. But if you do, it's not really your problem. Right? Like a stepdad's all the fun stuff. It's like, oh, your girlfriend's pregnant? Talk to your father. You're looking for the weekend guy no I think before I have a real flesh and blood kid, I think I want to be able to design my kid on a computer right because I want to have a daughter that looks just like me anybody in here have an attractive daughter what happens you just worry your whole life and then you die and hope other people worry that's what you do but if your daughter looks just like me how much would you really worry right? like your daughter looked just like me and she wanted to go to Aruba for spring break she's coming back you're gonna see her again alright guys thank you so much the first show of the weekend thank you Pam for having
0: me yay he's coming back from Aruba Uh, your next comedian he hails from the northwest but he's been all over the country I heard him on a podcast today and he's hilarious you're gonna love him put your hands together for Sean Riccio
8: Hello! Good evening, humans and gentlefolk. I have been all over the country avoiding the authorities and my debts. How are you doing? Yes. Hi, I too went to college and can't afford it like you. What's up, San Francisco? Uh, uh, I've been dating a lot recently. Yes, I've been dating human women against all odds. (laughs) Believe in yourself your dreams can come true, too. Uh, I love it. It's super fun I love paying for two dinners, but only getting to eat one of them (laughs) Yeah, in this economy in these troubled times, that makes you feel good. You feel like a provider when you can do that. Uh, I've I've been dating uh, I've been dating this lady for a while, and uh, I'm from I'm from Seattle. That's where I'm based out of right now. But I'm originally I was born and bred in the East Coast. All my family is from like Boston and New York. And my girlfriend, she is like a Seattle person. She is like lived there all of her life, and she's a hippy dippy kindergarten teacher. So like we communicate very differently. Like, I'm very direct and abrupt and brusque. And a couple weeks ago, she was telling me about something, some incident that happened at her hippy-dippy kindergarten workplace. And the way she described it was, this is a verbatim quote, somebody said something to someone else. And there were some bad feelings. <laughs> And I'm like, uh, honey, I love you, but like, we are going to have to add at least like three more nouns to that sentence. <laughs> You know, verb structures. Give me something. You could be describing a building that was so general. Like, wh- what happened? And of course, what happened is what happens in any workplace where there is a woman. Uh, her boss, who was a guy, was incompetent and negligent, and now it's her fucking problem. Yeah, remember that part of the set at the beginning where I was making fun of my girlfriend? That was capital, and we're gonna spend it. This is a TED talk. Buckle up. <laughs> no, because I am. I consider myself a feminist, because I subscribe to the radical idea that women are also people. <laughs> and I don't know if you've been, like, outside in America, but that's, like, some people have a hard time g- grabbing that one. And I come by it honest, you gotta understand, because I come from, like, a deeply major matriarchal family. Like, my family, we're all Irish-Italian Catholics, so, like, my grandmother, who raised me, was the fifth daughter of six daughters who all raised like three daughters apiece and then they all had two daughters, and now my generation, they're all having their kids, and guess who they are? What? I, there's like five men in my family, and we are all fucking morons. Like, just great like, dunces, beautiful minds. Like, I can't imagine. That's what shocked me when I got out into the real world and discovered that apparently men run Everything. <laughs> what? How do you get anything done in the day? How is everything not covered in jizz? Cause like I'm thinking the spaces in the houses that I live were like you're the one dude. Like you're just you're just trying to find any space. Like I need the bathroom for like five minutes. Come on, like nothing. Okay. <laughs> Everybody else had ample privacy, I guess. And, uh, and also, like, this is this the this is the thing that was really fucking crazy about it. Like, I grew up with my mom, my grandma, my brother, who was the same age as me, and basically, like, no other dudes in our family. So when we turned 14 and we had to learn how to shave, we had to ask my fucking grandma. Grandma, how do you, how do you like? Shave because my face is kind of itchy. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> I don't, I don't fucking. Uh. Is it like shaving your legs? Uh, maybe? I don't know. Could you, you might not have to fill me in on that. Ah, it's probably like that. And that was fucking it. <laughs> That's all we got for four years until I finally went to college and met another guy and was living with him. And I'm like, "Hey, what? Are your face is your face is smooth. What are you doing?" <laughs> 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 so like I, just, but yeah, women in the workplace dealing with men. Like my fucking, I feel bad. I feel really bad because like. You also don't get to relax if you're in that situation. Like, I dated a a woman a few years ago who was, like, a genius. Like, when I say a genius, you got to understand, I'm not, like, hyperbolizing. Like, oh, she did Sudoku, and she was really good at it. She worked at Google doing AI development. She basically made robots that tested other dumber robots. She's smarter than me. She's smarter than you. She's smarter than everybody else in this room, and all she wanted to do when she got home from her eight hours a day, like harvesting code, what, however they do it, I don't know. Like, <laughs> they, the, the, they rub the fleam on the plumbus, and now there's code. <laughs> and now you can check your email Magic, whatever Like the mo- Making modern civilization go Like holding up the pillars of society All she wanted to do was watch Bridezilla Like just trash TV Like the dumber the better Like anything I was like we could watch like a documentary Or like Star Trek or something And she's like Snoop Dogg paints a house badly there's three seasons? Let's get it. I ordered it all on Amazon. The DVDs are coming, because this was a while ago. You couldn't stream yet. You still had to buy DVDs. It was the dark times. Ah, <laughs> oh, were we ever so stupid. Uh, I'm actually, I'm in, I'm in like a, a few steady relationships now, because I'm uh, poly, which is how we say uh, in English, a huge slut. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's great. Uh... <laughs> Right? I mean what what would I, what, what if I said like it's awful. Oh god. There's so many people who love me. Ugh. What a nightmare. No. <laughs> um I, here's the, I'll let you, let you behind the curtain a little bit into the magic. I mixed up my set a bit and now I'm trying to remember how we actually ramp up into this joke without the setup I used earlier and we do it by saying this. I even like... <laughs> <laughs> Like, I, date a, I, I was dating a lot, I still do date a lot, and it's, it's difficult, but not for the reasons you might be thinking after listening to me for so long. And you, because you're thinking to yourself, Sean, how could you have a hard time dating? You're a 30-year-old ex-call center jockey <laughs> with a philosophy degree, no car. And an encyclopedic knowledge of the original Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> you should be drowning in pussy. <laughs> right? 13 year old child, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> But no, no, that's not how it goes. Strange masculine voice in the back of my head that I can never seem to get to shut up no matter how much I drink or smoke. Uh, No, that's not how it goes. I have a hard time dating. It's not for the reasons you think. It's not because I am a garbage can on fire that walks like a man. (laughs) It's not because I'm the human equivalent of a failed state. Oh, good, you guys read the papers. I don't have to slow down. (laughs) I'll, I'll I'll speak faster. No. <laughs> uh, no, I I have a hard time dating because I'm into like really aggressive dominant women and that's just a group of people we don't make a lot of in western society, right? Up top patriarchy. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Yeah, he did not He did not dismiss the fist bump. Questionable. Uh, no, yeah, just keep pressing down on that glass ceiling so that there's only that one lady on OkCupid okay with, like, a picture of a cricket bat in her profile, menacing. And I'm just like, uh hey, are you still dating that asshole? Because I'm out here trying to get it to work. This is me clicking the email button on OkCupid. Okay <laughs> clicking the email button, because I'm apparently 73 goddamn years old. Uh... <laughs> And, I, it, like, it, that, that makes dating difficult, like, because, you got to understand, like, when I say aggressive and dominant, I mean, like, really, I essentially want a gay leather daddy who ovulates. That's my ideal sexual partner. San Francisco, you know what I'm talking about. I want sex to be like a wrestling match that I lost. <laughs> I want sex to be like a mugging that went badly. <laughs> Like statistics and dental records badly. I want sex to be like a deleted scene from American Psycho. Yeah, right? Do you understand what I'm saying? Tarps. We need to get some tarps in this place. I wanted the apartment with the hardwood, but you said, no, I like the carpeting. Every time. Every time we get an apartment, me and this imaginary girlfriend that I made up for this joke like five years ago. (laughs) No, I'm actually. I have. I have a for real partner now. She is not someone from Canada that I met at summer camp, uh, <laughs> uh, and she's here with me. And like, this is the thing. Like, like our arguments are just weird. Like, it, it's complicated. Once you find a person like that, it's also just weird. Then I can't. Com- I can't like share it with anybody. There's no like commiseration with other comedians before a show. Like, they're all vetching about their wives, their girlfriends, their boyfriends. And it's always stuff like, "Oh, my girlfriend, her feet are always." Cold. She's always occupying physical space. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever normal cisgendered heterosexual guys complain about in relationships. I don't know because my complaints are always like this ball gag is way too big. <laughs> oh, oh, this can't fit in my mouth. Are you looking at the measurements before you buy this thing? <laughs> Hey I left the I, I, I think I left my dog bowl at your apartment can i can I get it back when i when I come over? No, you left it you apparently don't care about it. That was a gift. Yeah, it was my birthday gift. I want that back. I gave it to the dog't don't, don't give my dog bowl to the actual dog. that's hurtful, but not like the fun hurtful. <laughs> oh, come on. Why did you buy the cheap maid's uniform? Don't I want to feel pretty every once in a while? <laughs> it's on my Amazon wish list. You would better buy it because I, on these wages? Are you kidding? I'm a semi professional comedian. Do you know what that means, sir? Do you know what that means? That means I make dozens of dollars a year doing this. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you have been great. Give it up for the Muni Radio Comedy Festival. Give it up for your Pam Benjamin. <laughs> Good night. The way
0: That. All right. yay sean riccio yay you guys are troopers we have one comic left in this amazing show tonight uh, he is lovely before before we get to him i just want to say one thing about sean uh with the tinder you know some people say raise the bar some people say lower the bar i say meet at the bar what the fuck are you guys doing with these dumb apps like go to the bar and meet people you weirdos like what is the fuck's going on you know what i'm talking about that's how we used to meet men right you just go to the bar i don't get it dating so hard i'm like do you not go to bars like what are you why do you live in san francisco like there's a bar in every corner for a reason uh your neck your last comedian of the night he I got to see him earlier today and you're very very funny and he has a voice for radio let me tell you he has a face for it too no he's a lovely he's actually very pretty he's a pretty he's a pretty young man um, hailing from Washington you guys are going to love him put your hands together for Andrew Murphy yeah.
9: yeah damn straight i'm good looking all right all right yeah i'm from seattle i came all the way down here for this it's pretty fun. I like this town. It's all, right. it's all right. I went to go see Alcatraz, which I had not... Seen. Alcatraz is surprisingly pleasant for a government fortress that got turned into a prison colony. <laughs> like, it's surprisingly nice out there. While I was out there, the, uh, the nice park ranger was telling me, he was like, yeah, these are Western black-crowned seagulls, and uh, they mate for life. I was like, that's interesting. Are, like, is that true? do seagulls mate for life or can we just not tell seagulls apart? (laughs) You know, cause if seagulls mating policy is anything like their French fries in the dumpsters policy, I think it's pretty safe to assume the seagulls fuck. (laughs) Oh man. I'm sorry, I have to come up on stage here tonight with a set list, actually. I've been away from stand-up for a while. I've, uh, I booked, uh, my first TV thing, which is very exciting, very, yeah, yeah. I got, I got booked as one of the hosts of Straight Eye for the Straight Guy. Yeah. It's a show where I just go to other dudes' houses, and I'm like, there's a cool pool table, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude, it's like I live in a bar, dude, yeah. And then we just drink and talk about how we would have done the Bin Laden raid different. You know, I would have gone in through the window, got him in the back, you know. Yeah. You got to talk to people you don't like, you know. You got to talk, you got to meet new people. That's the important thing. That's why I travel and do these comedy festivals. Like the other day, I was talking with a guy who's pro-life and he was dropping some pro-life knowledge on me. And I don't know if you guys know this, but this is actually true. Do you guys know that at 16 weeks, the fetus has developed everything it needs to dunk? <laughs> and I don't know. And you got to respect that because, you know, because for some people, life just begins at the rim, you know. But... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, it's, uh... How you guys liking Trump, huh? How we feeling on him here, huh? Boo. Low low average. Low average, I'm sensing on the... I do gotta say, like, I don't like the guy, but people... A lot of the things people say about him really drive me crazy. Whenever people are like, there's nothing Trump could do that would surprise me anymore, I'm like, I don't know, I can think of a few things. Yeah. Like, if Trump could dunk, I'd be pretty surprised. Or even like a strong alley-oop. I'd be like, oh, all right. Or like if Trump was gay, that'd be pretty, you know, if he was like, I did it, I'm gay, I'm the best at being gay. I sucked Elton John's dick like a million times. (laughs) This doesn't change how I feel about other minorities. I'd be like, all right, all right. Or if he dunked while gay. (laughs) He's jumped up and like bit a dick on the rim and put the ball in a butt. (laughs) <laughs> that joke's relatively new, don't like look my jokes are like my babies, some of them are fucking dumb, and they're not all gonna make it, so all right, all right, yeah, but uh, yeah. I don't know, yeah, I do have a voice for radio though. this is going out live on the radio, right? Yeah, I got a great radio. I would love to work in the radio. The radio the most thriving of the media right now. I would love to work for a classic rock radio station. You're like, "All right, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to 92.3 KQK, KLAQ, KQK-AQKL-AW the Kla. All right, and we're coming at you live from on top of the hill. We're going to be giving away tickets to see Asia playing in Boston, <laughs> Boston playing in Asia, and Blasia, the first all-Asian Boston tribute band. They are all Japanese except for the drummer, who is Thai. All right, and we're going to be playing some Beatles, some Stones, some Kinks, some The Who, and other lost gems of the rock revolution. Just kidding. Hotel California on a loop until I am dead, you motherfuckers! Oh, man. Nah, but you can't, you know, I could probably, I could work at like a cool radio station like this one. You guys got like cool alt radio stations in town here? Like college radio stations like this one where you just do like, Hey, yeah, like this one. We're like, hey, you're listening to Mutiny Radio. My name's DJ Inside Joke. Like, whatever, I don't even need this job. (laughs) We were just playing the newest track by (laughs) That's off the newest compilation record by Records. (laughs) Next up, we're going to be having an in-studio session from some coked-out vegan Brooklyn indie darling who who found just the right amount of reverb to make people think his haircut's not stupid. (laughs) And we got some very exciting news. Surviving members of Oingo Boingo, Chumbawamba, Incubus, and Stank have formed a supergroup. It's called Oingo Wumba Hububus, and they're gonna be headlining Lollapalooza. <laughs> yeah, man. Any of you guys got health care? I one day hope to also have health care. <laughs> I do not, this, this, uh, they didn't give me my, my tax paperwork when I agreed to do this festival here, so I don't know what my billing status for this year is going to be. Oh no, man. If I ever get health insurance, I'm going to go nuts. Oh man, I'm going to live in a CAT scan machine. You won't be able to get me out. It's going to be great. I'm going to have like experimental therapy. I'm not even that fucked up, but I'm going to be like getting prescription ecstasy and shit. (laughs) going to weird Swiss doctors that make me fight a guy who look like my dad or something. It's gonna be, I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold a The Bachelor with doctors. I'm going to have like 20 doctors and I'm be like, Dr. Smith, you prescribed me Vicodin very quickly. I appreciate that. Here's your stethoscope. So we do stethoscopes instead of roses on my pretend show. No, yeah i would man having health insurance would be great you know man i don't know like because it jives a lot in my brain because i am of norwegian extraction and they have very good health insurance up in norway you know, and like, it's very weird to be Norwegian in America without health insurance because whoever you are in America, your immigrant story is like a huge thing with you. You know, you're like, oh, we were Irish and we were treated like shit, but we came to America and we built this country. And when you're Norwegian, you're just like, you stupid motherfuckers, <laughs> you stupid Norwegian ancestor motherfuckers. You couldn't have written out the reign of Hakonan the eighth. Just a few more years. <laughs> So I could have had health insurance. I could have been blonde, you motherfuckers. But no, you had to move to Yellow Medicine County, Minnesota, and grow farms and have a whole bunch of kids who got addicted to meth. So, all right, all right, yeah. I don't know, you know. I, it's it's very interesting to me they're like, america is a very weird place i uh i'm very interested in the history of america i I run a youtube channel it's called what the fuck is in america you should all go check it out but it's very hard to find because i didn't think it through before i named it but um (laughs) like literally come talk to me after the show i'll just give you a coupon on how to get there it's you can't find it but one of the things i think is very interesting is you know like is who built america and if you really get down to it it was ugly people You know, like sixes and down, we built America. You know, like you look at those pictures of all the people on the steel girders. You know, the guy, the picture of the famous people on the girders eating lunch. They're not hot. That's all sixes and down. You know, no one, no one with cheekbones had to fight at Gettysburg. You know, it was all uggos. Cause if you were hot, you didn't need to leave Europe. All the ugly, bog Irish people were getting shoveled onto the boat, and then all the hot Irish people were like, why don't you just ask people for potatoes? People just give me potatoes all the time. You know? (laughs) All right. All right. Yeah. I'm going to close on this one here, and uh, and I'm going to burn the light a little bit. Sorry. Um, I'm single, you know, because I suck, but whatever. I had it coming, you know? And fucking is weird. Fucking is... Sex is just what poor people do when there's no wrestling on TV, but... (laughs) You got to do it every once in a while just to remember that you can, you know, and it fucking is weird because it's like, I don't, you guys got water parks around here. No, no. Okay, shit. This joke won't work if you don't, if you're not intimately familiar with water parks. All right. Well, now that some of the momentum's gone, let's get back into it. <laughs> I'm bad at flirting. I'm just really bad. Because like my problem is my flirting is just being sociable and polite. You know? And like for some people, that's their game. You know? Like I'll be at a bar and I'll just be talking to the bartender. Like I will have this. And then the bartender like, here you go. And I'll be like, thank you. Here's a tip. And then my friends are like, you're trying to fuck, aren't you? Yeah. That's Andrew's game. Step one, be polite. Step two, all night. Step three, New city, new name. Start over. It's not necessary. It's just how I do things. <laughs> yeah. That's actually how my parents met. My mom was a waitress and my dad just didn't spit on the floor. <laughs> All right, I'll end on that. My name has been Andrew Murphy. You guys have been wonderful. Thank you very much. Give it back over to your host, Pam Benjamin there. Andrew
0: Murphy, everyone. Uh, give it up for yourselves for being in this room and listening to live comedy. Yay, you! Say yay us, yay Yay us. Say yay these two young men that have really, this is you guys, I'm so glad you were here. This was a lot of fun and um, you guys are really mature. No, it was, it was really cool, seriously. And I usually feel weird about fuck swearing in front of children, but not tonight. (laughs) Um, again, thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, this has been Pam come Comedy Clubhouse. We have one more show tonight at 10 o'clock. Um, it's all women, but go outside and meet the comedians and uh, come back in if you want uh, for the next show. But thank you so much for being here. This has been a lot of fun. We have shows going in, until Tuesday. So we've got tomorrow night from 6 to 10 p.m. We have shows on Sunday. We have 5 to 10 on Monday, 5 to 10, Tuesday, 5 to 10. So come back, and thank you so much for being here. Good night. Yay! you we'll
1: Of swimming through a
8: sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship